Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. So, you may have heard of a little film on the Netflix called The Old Guard. I, I based, recognize the name. Based on some manner of comic book or some type of thing. It's based on something. Just because it isn't like Batman, Superman, or Iron Man, it doesn't mean it isn't based on a comic book. There's actually a lot of movies I don't think people realize, like uh, Road to Perdition Mm -hmm. is technically a comic book movie. It's based on a comic book. But I think most people, whenever I say Road to Perdition, think of like the Tom Hanks Mm -hmm. film that was released, I think, 0102, something like that. So it's not that out of the ordinary. So... I had that thought cross my mind about 25 minutes into it. And I'll tell you how it starts, and then I'll tell you, oh, this has to be from a comic. Has to be. So first of all, you have Charlize Theron, who looks better as a blonde, but she looks great as a brunette as well. And she, how old is she now? Is she 50 yet? She's around. I know that we're not the same age. Um, So that, that tells you at the bare minimum she is not 40. Okay, Charlize Theron, there, she is lithe and buff in a way, you know, if you just saw her in a suit or something, you wouldn't go, man, she could kick butt. And yet, <laughs> wow, and I know there are stunts, actors and whatnot, but she really has it together for this. Funny story about Charlize Theron, whenever I put my picture into one of those what celebrity do you uh look like Mm -hmm. um like the the apps or whatever um inevitably i is if i will take the gender she's 44 if i will take the gender filter off of there i always get charlie's theron that is funny that and i i it really never occurred to me that we looked that much alike but after it happened four or five times i was like do charlie's theron and I look alike? Apparently. Uh, yeah, I forgot she was in Mad Max Fury Road and Atomic Blonde. So, yeah, she's been this buff for a while. When 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 you cited it, when you said she's in an action movie, I'm like, you know, after I saw Fury Road, like, I can accept that. Like, if I, I know this is not the film we're talking mm-hmm. about, but, like, I'd say 90% of that stuff is practical effects. Like, and if you have an appreciation for that dying art form mm-hmm. um I, I i don't care about most cgi effects like there's no mystery to it there's no how did they do that it's just that is distinctly cgi moving on looking at what is going on in mad max and understanding that 90 percent of that thing is practical effects mm-hmm. makes that movie that much more like it's basically two hours of car stunts uh, like if this is the way that the fast and the furious movies where it looked and were shot, uh, I, I would be like all in on that franchise. It, as it is, I think I fell asleep during the first one. Ooh, this was based on a graphic novel. And here's what is extraordinary, not even about the story, but the old guard, at the moment, Netflix is admitting 72 million households have seen it. And they think it's going to be one of Netflix's top 10 original movies. But wait, there's more. Charlize Theron, a woman, produced the movie and 
woman directed it. And it's an action movie. Which is not traditionally the recipe uh, Mm -hmm. that action movies come together on. Right. Uh, Gina Prince Bythewood. She's not only a female director, she is a female director of color. So she's got first and first here. And this thing is just exploding. She also sounds like the name of a very prodigious, like, I don't know. Law firm? Yeah, or like school. School of something, yes. Anyway, uh, here's the story. Blythewood Academy. (laughs) You've got Charlize Theron and, you know, people, they're scruffy and all angular and good looking. And there's a a lot of that slapping the magazine into guns, noise type. There's a lot of that happening. And you know that they're all about the weaponry and this and that. Basically what we assume Schwarzenegger was doing all through the 80s Yes, very much that. So there's there's really not a lot of, let me rephrase, there is storytelling. In the first 20 minutes or so, you are led to believe that this is a, a ragtag group of mercenaries who have been hired secretly by the government. And jailed for a crime that they, they did, did not, not commit. commit. Yes. Oh. It's exactly like that, and they're the only ones who can rescue these girls that were just captured in a village. And if they're, we need help. Yes. And if we can find them. That's exactly. And so they start doing this, and... I looked away for a minute, and then all of a sudden everyone's sleeping and they're dreaming of a an army officer who is in Afghanistan and apparently has been killed. Oh, and then the next scene she's alive, and they all dreamed everything the same. It's like, oh, this is a comic book. Here's the deal. They're called the old guard because they are immortal, kind of. Now, they do say twice, everything that's alive dies. But, kind of funny, um, to prove the point and get it across to the 20-something officer who just finds out she's immortal, you know, she gets shot a few times, maybe pushed out of a building. It's like, I just had to tell you, there, believe it, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> and here's the amazing part. The big bad, you'll look at him, you'll listen to him, and you go, there's something about him that's familiar you won't recognize him because he is no longer an overweight actor, but he is still our Dudley from Harry Potter. Well, good for him that he's getting. Yes, getting and he's hot, he's very hateful, by the way. So well, yeah, I mean, he was raised by the Dursleys. Exactly. So you have Charlize Theron is the oldest of all of them, and she says. She's so old, she's forgotten what her mother looks like. She's forgotten everything. And she's a Scythian. Is that a word that I don't know, or did they make it up for this? Oh, it's, it's a place that existed long before anything okay, else good. existed. I, I want to make sure that like that wasn't just a saying that it went out of vogue. And just be like, I tell you, Jane, I'm a, I'm a Scythian. I'm a Scythian harder <laughs> than I have ever skiffed. Uh, and it's... I want to say there's a part of it that I said, oh, they're going to Buffy this? Because this woman who's in the military who then finds out she's immortal, apparently Charlize Theron's character is not healing like she used to. And she th- they explain that eventually you just don't heal. Your wounds just don't heal. And eventually you just die like a normal person. I was about to say, it's like me, for example. Yes. And she believes that the new one was 
activated or appeared or called. I mean, she was born and raised by a regular family, but she thinks that another immortal became because her powers were waning, which is interesting. Is this not really close to the plot of Hancock, the one she was in with Will Smith? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, it it, fe- it feels like... It, like an alternate take or like a diff if, if this was episodic television like this was just this is the next episode or something so where it actually works and gets interesting to me is of course there's always a guy former cia there's a guy and he has taken it upon himself to see what they've done and he has, you know, those boards that serial killers have up of like all of these pictures and maps and stuff. They got strings. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got one of those string type boards. And a few times they show it and you see all these main things in history and not just current history, ancient history. Like history, history. History, history. And he has pieced together that at least Charlize Theron's character has been part of saving this many people and doing this and doing that. And so they find purpose because this guy has shown them everything they've done that has affected humanity. And, of course, she says, well, from now on, you're going to find those jobs for us. And you're going to tell us where to go and how to do it. And then another guy says, She's not asking, you know. Yeah, I get it. This is a setup for a whole bunch more. I was, yeah, it, it it sounds like the 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 after credit scene mm-hmm. of of a Marvel movie. Just basically Very much just go, so. Uh, or uh, was it the the Bond movies used to famously, you know, James Bond will mm-hmm. return in, you know. But the whole idea of it is fascinating, and uh, at the end they bring in a character who they kept talking about, so you knew that she wasn't dead. She and another immortal were at the Salem witch trials. And, of course, after they had been, I guess, burned or drowned, they were still alive. So that made everyone think they were witches. I am not a witch. I am not a witch. Anyway. Side note. um, I've always just questioned, like, the logic of that society. Or just, like, okay, as much as you've got, you know, being accused of witches and you have these ways to do it, like, shouldn't the judges that are, you know, like, practicing, like, actual law shouldn't they have they've just been like wait 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 so we drown them with stones and if they don't rise up from the water not being killed okay if they die they're not a witch but if they come up from the water flying and calling to satan then they are witches um aren't we kind of curing the patient by cutting off their arm like yeah guys do you, do you follow that like we're murdering people that's not apparently, that's not okay apparently that wasn't a big deal was it not? I guess not. And then they, okay. Anyway, All right. the, the idea of this story could go in so many directions because she was in the Salem Witch Trials. She is separated from her immortal bestie because not all of these people came into being at the same time. And they decided to kill them a different way, but they decided to separate them. And so the other one is locked in a box and dumped in the sea where she, for the rest of her life, drowns and comes back and drowns and comes back. I swear this is like a deleted scene in one of the Pirates of the Caribbean it has movies, to be. isn't it? So anyway, she comes back at the end. Big surprise. We knew that. Uh, 
It could go in so many ways. It can go forward. It can go how the other people met each other. Prequels, yeah. It really is a great story idea, and I'm sure that's what Netflix. That's what Netflix wanted as well. It spent. They spent seventy million dollars on it, and I guess I don't know how Netflix makes money. I know you subscribe to it, but. Subscriptions as to, are as to the spending of to create a movie is what I mean. You don't buy to see the movie anyway. Well, if you have to have new content yeah. in order to get that, like if all you if you just leave that stuff sitting there, if if you get a movie or you manage to be like um, Michael Bay, they have a Michael Bay movie that is exclusive to Netflix. They have a Martin Scorsese yeah. movie that's exclusive to Netflix. Like if you want to see their new film at a bare minimum, if they can get nothing else from you. You have to subscribe for a month to that service. Like, and well, like, it seems to be working. How how many people do you think don't even remember, like, or pay their their Netflix subscription? It's just auto. It's automatic, and in your mind, I know in my mind, it's oh, it's on Netflix, so we can watch it for because, free. Be, right, we that's what I'm saying. So, like, if you've got how many people that are, I mean, they don't even have to. It's not like when I'm like, oh, we're out of milk. We've got cereal. We need milk. I've got to go get milk. People are going to buy milk. Netflix has got kind of that same financial rhythm to it. Like people are just like, oh, yeah, well, well I don't have cable anymore. I've got Netflix. What? It's on Netflix? Oh, they're they're putting that television series on Netflix? I can binge that? Like that, that's how they get their subscriptions because you have 300 million people that don't remember to cancel their subscription, so fourteen dollars times three hundred mm-hmm. million. So yeah, you can probably make a seventy million dollar. Like a lot of people will say that like the mid tier, the mid budget movie is gone. Mm-hmm. Not exactly. It's not in theaters, but yeah. like I think that's where like Netflix is not making three hundred million dollar movies. Like Avatar two, right. like the Marvel movies, those things still have to go to theaters. But those old action movies that would like uh, as much as you and I love to talk about Face Off, mm-hmm. that's a that's a mid budget <laughs> yeah. action movie. And like hilarious. back in the day, cost about fifty, sixty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Now didn't break the bank. Like it's not you know just we're still talking about it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm saying like those films very much had a place in cinema back then, and they're kind of like I said those mid not they're not a hundred million, they're not a hundred and fifty million, mm-hmm. but people still enjoy them. They're just not going to see them at the theater anymore. Now they're just using them on their Netflix subscription that they can't remember if they've canceled or not. Exactly. So The Old Guard is worth watching. I did find it meandering in the first 20 minutes or so just because it's like, yeah, seeing it, seeing it, they're going to go and rescue these people, yada, yada, yada. Not that I didn't like it. It's just I've seen it. And yeah. and then it started to change a little. I was like, oh, that's kind of a little more interesting now. Anyway, you're listening to Binger Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens about what is worth watching on TV and sticking with Netflix. Something I know you wish you could see. Actually, I do know because of what it's about. It is a TV show called Cursed. Is and, that the what? Wasn't that a thing in like the late nineties or maybe early on? Irrelevant. Has nothing to do with that. This okay. has to do with young adult novels or 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 something. Wasn't there a show about witches? Charmed. That's what I'm thinking. Never oh, mind. I'm wrong. Cursed. Never mind. Cursed. Okay. Cursed is Arthurian legend. All right. Well, you're in that. That interests me. And it is 
It's Arthurian legend is that in that there's Arthur and there's a sword and there's Merlin and there's Uther Pendragon. So there is that. Other elements may be not as recognizable, but the very essence of that is. And I guess it stays with her, but this starts with the girl who becomes the Lady of the Lake. Okay, that's... And her name is Nimue. And so she becomes the Lady of the Lake. She's something like a bear scratched her when she was a kid. It was a magical bear, and she can do stuff, but everyone makes fun of her in almost like a carry fashion, you know? Oh, they shouldn't do that to the Lady of the Lake. No, they should not do that, because then the tree will eat them, and then they'll be really upset. This really found sounds like a, a Mad Libs from the 1300s. <laughs> there was a magical bear, and then the tree ate them. You should have been part of the conversation where my husband asked my two girls, what is the difference between fae and fairies, fae, F-E-Y, and fairies? And it was, it was quite complicated. Well, I, I was explaining, like one of my kids called something a dragon, and I go, no, actually it's not. I said, it only has two legs. I go, it's not a dragon. And they're like, they're just staring at me like, what? What are you, what are you talking about, Dad? And, and then I realized that it doesn't matter to them, and I stopped. Did you know that soft serve is not technically ice cream because it does not contain 10% milk fat? That I didn't know. It contains, I think, between uh, 5 and 7%. So technically, it is not that. The thing that most people eat and call ice cream. They call it soft serve. Well, but I'm just different because it requires a machine to make it fluffy. Otherwise, it's it's just, it's just ice cream, cold I guess. paste. Yeah, yeah it was pr- it's probably some manner of paste. Yeah, right? delicious paste. Anyway, um, yeah, that just blew my mind this weekend. The whole ice cream thing. Anyway, cursed. So I went to Paris, France, and <laughs> it's it's a little. It's a little Middle Earth. It's a little The Witcher, but not as nude. It's much more teenage appropriate, but it doesn't mean an adult won't enjoy it. It's not on the level of raciness of Game of Thrones and The Witcher. Okay. But it kind of looks like it. So you get that vibe. It's it's PG-13. Yes. What you're... Yes, that is what I'm saying. And apparently, uh, Arthur can sing. And uh, I wonder where they're going with all of that. Merlin reminded me very much of a little Jack Sparrow, just a little. And um, what's his face? Who's married to what's her face? Who was in the David Bowie movie? And she was Jennifer 13. Connelly. You're yes. Ta- uh, Paul. Yes. Um, I knew you'd know it. Him. Paul. When he played, why, why can't I get his last name? That guy. When he played um, the writer who was traveling with, also plays Vision in Avengers. Yes, this is going to make me guy. angry. I cannot think of it. His you won't last like name. him when he's angry. He was also in um, the the night movie with Heath Ledger with the dancing. The, first the, night, first night. The night movie with <laughs> with Heath Ledger in the dancing. <laughs> anyway, Paul Bettany. No, not Heath Brett Ledger. Bettany. Knight's Tale. Knight's Tale. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. That's his name. And it wasn't night. It wasn't Knight's Tale. It, or it was Knight's Tale, not, not First Night. Okay. First Night's the one with Richard Gere and okay, okay, Sean Connery. Okay. 
I like the way we got to it. Man, that was strange. But yeah. So it's very Bettany. specific. Paul Bettany played um, a writer, not Shakespeare, but somebody uh, who wrote something. In, As writers tend to do. Yes. And Jack Sparrow esque in that he can't seem to keep all of his clothes on all the time. And he kind of has a bit of a is he drunk? Is he not drunk? But there it is. So Merlin is kind of like this. Just thought I'd throw that in. You know, I, 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 I definitely understand the allure of the Ethereum legend. Like, I, 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 won't, I won't delve into all of it, but I, I have long held a, a fascination with it. And, like, Universal even, and when I say recently, I think it was like four or five years ago, like, tried to turn it into a cinematic universe kind of akin to what Disney has with I the Marvel. I still haven't seen that movie. You know, it's, it's awful. They didn't do it correctly. No. Um, but I mean, like when when you start delving into all the things that you could, like you mentioned at the beginning, like the origin of the lady of the lake, like you have so many iconic characters in that mythology that it, it really is kind of right. For, you know, how did Arthur get here? What what was Lancelot doing like before he became a knight of the like you have you have a multitude of knights like what's what's Guinevere's backstory like Merlin? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Merlin, like one of the most fascinating fictional characters like that's ever existed. You know, what was that guy's And it's got a scars guard in it. Like what was he like? I guess I should find out which one is he playing. He's playing Oh, of course he is. He's playing Merlin. Gustav Skarsgård. 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 There's a, there's a hey, great pirate. Guess who name. his dad is? Stellan Skarsgård. Man, those things are like the Hemsworths. There's, yeah. They're just all, all of them. And he's all sorts of ripped, by the way. Kind of like the Hemsworths. <laughs> yes. Anyway, this is based on the illustrated novel called Cursed. It is a fantasy drama web television series. Now, it's got 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. The IMDb score is like five, yet people on IMDb are not who it is geared toward. Well, I mean, in the same way that the Twilight franchise... Yes, Jim said he thought it would be Twilighty. ...could be a resounding success, despite the fact that, like, um, I'm reasonably certain, like, Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson recognize what that movie is like they're happy it made them very wealthy mm-hmm. but like i don't think either of them um assumes or is fooled into thinking that it's possibly good um mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. anyway so cursed i haven't seen the whole thing yet I do like it in that Nimue doesn't really understand what her powers are, but she has them. And then you have um, then you have the handmaids from Handmaid's Tale, only they're guys with no hats. But you've got these red-robed people, and they're just angry at everyone all the time. And they want to kill all the fairies! So, uh, or the fae. No, they don't actually say fairies, because then that would be a meme, and it just wouldn't end well. They want to kill all of... Um, but, Your people. But why? I don't know. Uh, and yet, I only saw one fairy who had wings. I don't know. And my girls were like, well, how do they know they're fairies? I mean, they don't have pointed ears. They don't have, how do they know who are elves? And it's like, well, how do we know who are orcs? We don't, because this is Arthurian. And it's all different. So, um, we don't know what's going on, because I haven't watched it all. 
But that's a good reason not to. It has potential. I would say confidently that girls from the age of 10 to... So this is geared toward... No. Okay. But I just know from my girls, they'd be all about it. But there's all manner of sword fights and this and that. Girls can like sword fights, Jane. Don't... You don't... It's not just for boys. I guess. So um, there's a thing going on that when... Nimue is about to use her powers. It looks like green veins or maybe a green plant going up the sides of her cheeks, which apparently no one can see because she can do that and then make stuff happen. I'm going to say if you could do that, I would notice it. Maybe not every time it happened, but I would just be like, oh, hey, something's going on here. Do you have a rash? Like it's wow! I'm performing thing, magic. That thing is infectious. You can do magic. What? Uh huh. And it was nice that they worked a whole eclipse into all of this, and the hidden voices, and this and that. There's a lot going on here, but it's Arthurian legend. It's just not going to be the precise Arthurian legend that some want it to be. To be fair, um. The Arthurian legend itself is pulled from so many places. Like you can have your own, and I, I, I did my my senior thesis on the Arthurian legend. So I'm, I'm if I'm not an expert on it, like I'm at least qualified to to speak about it. Yes. Um, it's pulled from so many different places. It's like saying the definitive Robin Hood tale. Like right. they pull from so much. Like maybe you've got the popularized version that you watched. Mm-hmm. But that was pulled from what somebody else pulled from what somebody else had pulled from just going, well, what if we put this character here and we put this character here? Like, there's there's not really a defit like George Washington, the story of George Washington. That's going to be pretty much what it is like. May, maybe you get Paul Giamatti to play him like maybe maybe you move some of these stuff, but it's going to be the same basic story unless he's a vampire hunter. That was Abraham Lincoln. George Washington didn't hunt vampires. But I'm saying like. Wraiths, maybe. Okay. Now, I would watch like George Washington Wraith Murderer, but, you know, no no one's written that yet. Yet. Um, The Arthurian legend, like I said, it's pulled from so many places. Like maybe maybe you were one that was a fan of Camelot. Maybe you saw an animated version that you liked Mm -hmm. as a child. Um, maybe you saw first night. Um, nobody, no, no one thought that was the best version of it or, um, the one Excalibur. that Jerry Brockheimer did in the early aughts, because that also was not anyone's favorite version of it. I don't even recall it. No, it, it's their Clive Owen is, Aww. uh, Oh, that's right. I remember when it came out and I wanted it to be good, but I don't think I ever saw it. It's really whatever idea you had in your head is better than the actual film. Oh. The guy, for some reason, they did, they looked at, at Training Day, which is a good film, um, and said that man should direct um, a retelling of King Arthur uh, because swords, swords and castles and the like, um, that's, that's basically what Training Day is about. I would like to throw this your way because it's similar and I was just always so distressed. I loved it. It came from the great mind of Ron Howard in 1997, and it is about a guy named Connor who 
is faced with the task of bringing all of the warring Celtic tribes together, played by Heath Ledger. So you've got Heath Ledger, Ron Howard, Irish stuff, and fairies. Why did it only last a year? Why? Well, um, at that point, Heath Ledger had not done The Dark Knight um, or any of the movies that he is more or less recognized for. Ron Howard um, had just come off Apollo 13 in 1995. Uh, And though I have had an appreciation for Ron Howard since the Andy Griffith show in Willow, um, I don't know that everybody appreciates him in the same oh, way. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. I'm, I made an error. I made an error. For some reason, I connected Ron Howard. It was Sean Cassidy. Sean Cassidy was behind it. And Sean Cassidy was behind American Gothic, which is one of my favorite TV shows, also canceled. I know you want to laugh at Sean Cassidy. I no, did was... my thesis on Sean Cassidy, and I feel I am somewhat of an expert. No, it's that... It's that... We we mixed up Ron Howard and Sean yes. Cassidy, and I'm. It just it amuses me. Yes. So this would have been one of the first things that Sean Cassidy was behind, and Sean Cassidy's writing and TV stuff tend to be far darker than this was. I mean, and this would only be a couple of years removed from The Patriot and Ten mm-hmm. Things I Hate About You for Heath Ledger. So yeah, I mean, they had Heath Ledger had yet to become the established star that he eventually did become i mean come on they i'm looking at the details on this it was on fox in 97 from mid-july to the first of september okay where's the audience i'm also going to remind you that this was fox and they do love canceling things um a couple years later they're going to get a show called firefly they're going to cancel that Oh, yeah, and it's got this guy from that show you'd recognize. Huh. Well, that's just irritating. Carrie Russell was in it. You know. I think she was in everything in the late 90s and early 2000s. Thanks, Fox. She just, she, she didn't have enough going with Felicity, I guess. Thanks, Fox. Anyway, um, we're not talking about Roar. Though I do have some strong feelings about it. About just roaring in general? Yes. Uh, We're talking about Cursed. So I think you would enjoy it. Just realize it's, if you're thinking it's going to be your Game of Thrones replacement, I don't think you'll be satisfied on all those levels. But there are people in villages who look filthy dirty, and that's kind of some of the allure. I don't think that's, like, when people tune in to whenever... Amazon finally launches the Lord of the Rings series. I, when is that going to be? I, I don't think one of the selling points, like when Peter Jackson went into New Line and was trying to get them to make those movies, I don't think he was like, there's going to be filthy people. They're going to be in villages and there's going to be mad all, all over them. Like just indescribable amounts of just cakes. Sign me up. Two or three inches worth of mad <laughs> all over them. And they're like, wait. How much money do you need? Here, I've already got the checkout. We've got a mud tell, budget. Tell me the number that I need to write on it, and I will hand it. That's not That's not how the yeah. conversation went. Anyway. So. All over. <laughs> You've been waiting to bring that accent out, haven't you? <laughs> like, oh, we can do this now. So, uh, Cursed is on Netflix, and The Old Guard. My kids watched both of them. They liked The Old Guard. They said it's a little gory, but eh. 
Actually, now they argue with ratings. This was rated R? Why? I can't. She's what? 13. Pre- this is rated R? Preteen girls argue about something? I know, right? Say, say it ain't so, mister. <laughs> oh, uh, a friend of mine uh, now has two children to laugh. I know you're thinking that. And uh, the second one is a girl child, and I could hear her, and she's under a year old. And I said, oh, right now... She still believes in you. There was a there was a funny <laughs> moment. We were at the lake the other day. Was there a lady of the lake? No, no. Well, I mean, there, there were people at oh. the lake. There, there were women there, but they they were not what I would describe as a watery tart, right? Okay. That had a sword, yeah, like and raised it from like the depths. Mm-hmm. Um, she must be bored in that lake, you know, just waiting because she somebody just hangs out and just waits and just be like, I mean, is she sitting down there with a snorkel or a huh? Maybe a oxygen tank never or, really thought about what she felt like maybe maybe it's like a portal and she can try i don't know whatever maybe curse maybe curse covers it anyways my daughter was uh she she had just like a regular like ba- like not even like something you would describe as skimpy she had just a regular bathing suit and she goes i don't i don't like this i'm, I'm gonna put on my athletic shorts and i i just i've sat there and i thought to myself I really need to enjoy these moments where mm-hmm. she is wanting to be decent and covered up. Mine uh, want bathing uh, suits of your, you know, the kind that were long sleeved. And they had like uh-huh. the caps on top they of them. They pretty much want to <laughs> bathe in burkas. Like they, they saw Gidget. Yeah. They're, they're just like, give me one of those. Give me one of those. <laughs> Only with more fabric. Yeah, they're all for I, that. Did you have ones that has a dress bottom like on it? I, <laughs> I want this thing to have Amish levels of cloth on it. They would be so happy with that. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> anyway, uh, Cursed and the Old Guard are on Netflix. I think you'll enjoy it. Thank you for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Owen. And I'm Adam Cravens.